Hiya, and welcome back to I'm No Expert, but today I'm speaking to the amazing Victoria, who is a pilot at EasyJet. Hello. Hiya. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have so many questions, and I guess the first one is, like, when did you know you wanted to be a pilot? I think a lot of people know they want to be a pilot from the age of um, very young, like six or seven, something uh-huh. like that. However, um, for me, the interest started a little bit later. Um when I was younger, I think I had the impression that women couldn't be pilots. I didn't really uh, think about it that much. Mm-hmm. I remember at air races, seeing um, like the Farnborough Air Show, uh, there's aerobatics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I th- remember thinking, gosh, that's awesome. That would be so cool if I could do that. Yeah. Uh, and I was about 17. Uh, I was at college and I was thinking, what am I going to do with my life? And um, I'd been watching all these documentaries about airplanes because some of my family um, work in aviation as well. Oh, do they? I lived down the road from a couple of airports. And so, I don't know, the seed kind of just grew from there. And um, I started looking at um, joining um, maybe the military, Mm -hmm. going as an RAF pilot. Um, So I joined the University Air Squadron Mm -hmm. when I got to university i didn't even know that that existed yeah so it's like a society for but yeah if you if you want to potentially join the raf and you get flying hours and they teach you to fly and give you other leadership and teamwork uh, type exercises and kind of prep you for that sort of life um and it was fantastic i got about 13 hours in there so not that much but enough to go solo and do wait uh, so you need that i'm confused so how do you just start flying and then like do you need to do like I imagine you would have to practice on like some kind of computer game beforehand or something. Not really. But actually. you just you just get in the plane and like yeah. someone helps you and you just essentially is that yeah. Not the scariest thing in the world. Uh, the first time it's a little bit daunting, yeah. A little bit. But it is it's also <laughs> so enchanting. The first time you get in, you have like a f- familiarization flight, and the person in the left hand seat um, will take you up and they'll just. Um, show you if you move it this way it goes left if you move it this way it goes right and then they go okay now you have a go and it's like when you're learning to drive type thing yeah if you like so if they wanted to they could intervene at any point so there's always that safety. so then you have to log however many hours kind of yeah yeah, yeah and so you had 19 uh it was 13, 13 by the time I finished uh at university yeah and I thought this is what I want to do um, so I tried to uh, get into flying school. Mm-hmm. Um, How I do you do that? How do you, what do you even show? How do you apply? You have to have like, because I've, <laughs> I've watched, watched that, um, that film with the pageant, the sunshine one, I forget what that oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. And he is like annoyed because he's colorblind so he can't fly. Like, yes. Do you need to have a certain? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn it. So um, <laughs> for both the military and um, commercial flying, mm-hmm. I've kind of, I decided the military wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and How so? More... There's a lot of parades involved and there's, um, the military is great for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, I f- felt like I wanted to see a bit more of the world um, and the kind of commercial lifestyle, being able to go home at the end of the day uh, seemed to suit me better in the in the end. Um, nice. My dad's um, an airline pilot as well, or oh. was, he just recently retired. So I'd kind of seen firsthand, um, I suppose, what it was like when you come home. Nice. So you decided commercial. Yes, and and, and then that, so then you apply to a flying school. There are loads all over the country, all over the world, um, but there's three big ones that are, are good for getting you hired if you like mm-hmm. straight away. Um, so there's CPC, which are now called L3 Aviation, and they're who I trained with. Ah, okay. Or there's Oxford, uh, and there's one in Jerez as well. Okay. And um, I tried at 
uh, three times third time was the charm for me to get in how do you try like what is the i like to so, say an audition yeah, process yeah it is a bit like that uh, you have an interview uh, but you also have um an aptitude test which is as you say like a computer game mm-hmm. uh, so it's testing your hand-eye coordination so if you're really good at like call of duty and stuff like that you're likely to be good or even if you play piano you know your hand-eye coordination is quite useful wow. and it's what you essentially need in to be able to fly properly and accurately, I suppose. And and quick maths as well. That's the other thing. So there are, are there certain like A-levels that you need or degrees? or um, You need to have, um, I think the last set of requirements were A-level, three A-levels, uh, A to C. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be in anything specific. Uh, but I think you need to have a GCSE in maths. Because that's all I have. I've only done GCSE maths. I did... Um, English drama, philosophy, and German for A level. Nice. And I did uh, English literature for degree. Same. So yeah, it's yeah. great. Woo, nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't, I didn't do any of that, and I still, um, I didn't need it. That's great. It was difficult doing um, doing the aptitude test, not having done maths for ages, though, and that kind of set me back mm. at first. But I think the most important thing is just don't give up. Do you know why that you didn't get it the first two times? Yeah, it was it was the maths. Oh right, <laughs> which kind of made sense. Yeah. I hadn't done it for yonks or years. Well, at least um, that's something you can practice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the first time I was uh, in the middle of my dissertation, mm-hmm. which didn't really help. It I had like a week's notice, and I had to do physics as well for that particular physics test for that particular school. And I just yeah, there was just no way I was going to pass it really. And second time it was nearly there, but not quite. Um, and the third time worked to charm. I was um when, well, just had a quick Google search. That's all, um, and I was looking about some like schools charge you. Like I was reading like ones like sixty thousand to ninety thousand pound. Is that the, yeah? Was that the case for you? That's the standard price, really. Um, and it depends on the type of course you do, but it's um the normal total ends up being about hundred grand. But I, I'm just so confused because how is because there's a massive shortage of pilots. You were saying earlier, and like how can they reconcile that? But I don't know anyone who has that money. Like, are there loans you can take yeah, out? Yeah, um, essentially what you end up doing is getting a mortgage. Um, and it sounds really big and scary, but um, most companies, well, a lot of companies, they'll actually pay that back to you. Okay. Um, so as soon as you start with that company, they'll pay it back to you in installments, and so you're covered, really. That's that's good. At least like, there's something in place. But for me, just reading that felt so daunting. Yeah. And there must just, I imagine, just takes like a huge amount of like privilege to work in aviation yeah well it it does um make it difficult for a lot of people to get in but we've um a lot of schools offering scholarships now Uh, they're really trying to encourage people to come in from all backgrounds uh some companies doing fully sponsored schemes where they essentially underwrite your loan and say well we'll take care of it if that's really good we should link to well i should link to some of those on the on twitter and yeah yeah yeah. i'll uh, send you send you some details afterwards perhaps so you got into the school Yes. How long does that all take? So it's taken me uh, nearly two years now from start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. You have six months of ground school mm-hmm. where you learn all of your um, theory, if you like. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, human performance, which is actually quite an interesting part. Uh, What's like that? the elements of fatigue on your body. Oh. Um, th- what happens um, with your body when it's subjected to different pressures altitude, if you like altitudes um 
things like that it's just really interesting sleep as well the effect of sleep on your brain and how and most importantly illusions Mm -hmm. so if you're flying at night time and there's a lot of trees around the runway will look completely different and you might think you're lower than you are or higher than you are and you can sometimes mistake um sailboats the little lights on the top for stars and Ah. get a bit disorientated if you're really tired Mm -hmm. we don't really have those problems so much anymore now Mm -hmm. because we've got so much more high tech but it's been relevant um in the past and with lower tech airplanes you think like 20 30 years ago and some airlines are still relevant okay so you do the six months or few months on uh like the ground and then yep. what, how where does your course go from there uh so after that you've done all you know, you've learned how to do mass and balance uh airline uh, airplane performance all the, all the calculations in your head that you need to know uh then you go out to um do your flying training um in a little smallish airplane um for me that was in new zealand oh wow so, so they take you over to new zealand yeah went quite a quite a way away how to do come? that why, do, why in new zealand um i'm not sure why but the weather just why not? It, it's is quite is all right um i think um uh, the airspace is much less complicated out there as well oh, um okay. but do you need different licenses for different countries or you have to do um a different air law exam okay. so there's just like you have with the road you've got to do um driving theory test you've got to do that with with the air as well knowing um essentially the equivalent of a red a red traffic light mm-hmm. is and um how to speak to air traffic control and things you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do a quick conversion course and then you're good to go, really. Wow. Okay, so you've done that time in New Zealand. Was how was that great? Yeah, yeah. it was great fun. It's, I've seen some of the most beautiful sunsets out there mm-hmm. and they've. it was great to fly in because there's all these gorgeous mountains and beaches right next to each other. So um, not only was it super beautiful, but you knew exactly where you were all the time. Mm-hmm. When you're flying in the UK, everything looks the same. It's all just like flat, flat plains, if you like. <laughs> well, in the south it is. Anyway, when you get further up north, you've got, you know, uh, some, some mountains and Absolutely. bits of terrain to look at. <laughs> and oh, did all the, like, school go over there? Or was it just kind of like one at a time? Or uh, Yeah, you go in classes. So the classes tend to be about 20 people. I was just thinking that would be so fun. Yeah, it was loads <laughs> yeah. of fun. We had so much fun out there. Um we went to the beach all the time. They've got all these really cool natural resources over there in New Zealand, like hot water beaches where the water, you can make, you dig a hole in the sand and it's like a hot tub. You just sit there. It's so cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it was great. It was basically like a holiday, but we're also working at the same time. Did our single engine flying. So just a little propeller airplane. And then after six months there, we came back to the UK. Mm-hmm. We did some more flying training in Bournemouth. Okay. Uh, so again, by the coast, quite nice. nice. Uh, and that was with two engines that time mm-hmm. what so do you what's the kind of difference between one engine and two engines apart from you know another engine <laughs> <laughs> um the main thing is you um have to deal with additional threats if you like you start on the most basic stuff mm-hmm. and um you practice the various problems you could encounter and how to recover from those so the big and scary one would be an engine failure so when you have an engine failure instead of if you imagine it like a car if you're driving straight and then you have a tire blow you're not going to be able to drive in a straight line as easy mm-hmm. so it's a it's a little bit like that and um there are things to consider and you learn the set procedure to follow and how to get back on the ground safely and things like that wow so yeah it's quite scary but it's so um, interesting it's pretty 
pretty cool when you say yeah I can do that yeah you can <laughs> and then so how far into your course are you this by this point about yeah uh so yeah that would be um yeah about 10 months uh, well yeah it would just be over a year actually and where do you go from there uh so after you've done your uh dual engine training you oh, then go I also have, sorry a yeah. question I was thinking do they provide like accommodation and things like yes. that with all that okay I was gonna say it depends on the school around um the one I was at do mm-hmm. um so I had accommodation the whole way through which was quite nice that's really good then you can only yeah I didn't so. have to worry about yeah. that which <laughs> is good okay sorry I interrupted you no no not at all um yeah after so after you have the dual engine uh stuff you go into the simulators mm-hmm. so for my particular course I'm on a, a multi-crew pilot's license which means I've got the most streamlined course going from zero to hero if you like nice. going straight through the course whereas um there are other licenses available uh, which will take um you do you get an actual commercial pilot's license on a dual engine airplane before you go into the simulator and learn how to fly a big commercial jet mm-hmm. so i've kind of skipped that that pro- that corner if you like would you recommend that um there are benefits to both courses mm-hmm. um the mpl is the newer one uh it's only it's not been around for very many years mm-hmm. but uh, apparently from what all the other trainers have been telling me it's preferred because you have much more time in the actual jet simulator itself so you're when you get what we call on the line when you're finally in in the company you're using the procedures that you've been using for the past four months or so so you're very used to it fab so you did the simulation and yeah and you yeah you just let you you (laughs) essentially spend you know a good few months just every day something different is going to break and you've got to fix it and go from there. That um, sounds so stressful. It can, yeah, it was stressful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you, the better you get at it, um, it just becomes second nature. You hear a bing and something, oh, something's gone, something's broken. You go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just sort that and it's not a problem anymore. Um, and by the time you finish finish the course, you can just take everything in your stride, really. Amazing. So is that the last kind of section of the course? Yeah, them so um, after that, you, you do your final exam uh and then you do base training which is your first time in the actual airplane a320 airbus and you uh go to some quiet what's that like uh seriously yeah it's uh it's quite it's really fun actually Mm -hmm. there's just uh, however many of you there are um in that little segment so there's eight of us Mm -hmm. uh, did our base training and they take took us out to uh cornwall and we uh take off and you just practice landings so you just you know, have between six and eight landings something like that and um just get a feel for it which is really nice and there's everyone down the back is just having a hoot and you're rating each other's landings and things like that now it, it's, it's quite a bit of fun really that's so cool and then so you're with easyjet now yes how do you go from kind of passing your course and then mm-hmm. get a job at easyjet so for me i went um I started uh, the course knowing that I'd have the offer from EasyJet at the end. Oh, okay. So when you apply um, to a training school, mm-hmm. you can either go in uh, what we call a white tail, which mm-hmm. is if you think about an aeroplane, there's, n- there's no flag on the back of the tail. Oh, yeah. So you're unsponsored. And when you get to the end of course, then you'd apply for a job. Okay. So that's a longer, harder mm-hmm. way if you if you like that I was um, mentioning earlier. Uh, whereas the MPL that I did mm-hmm. is was sponsored by EasyJet. There are other ones. Um, there's uh, Brunei uh, do a sponsor scheme. British Airways do them. There's quite a few different airlines. But Virgin as well. 
That's um, great. Yeah, so they know that providing they meet the standard by the end of the course, they should have a job with uh, that particular company. That's real. And so you start with them as a, just a pilot or is there like kind of any steps that you need to take to get there? Yeah, so there are various ranks. Mm-hmm. So when you first um, join the company, you're technically a second officer. Okay. And you go through this period of line training Mm -hmm. so that you have um a few weeks of flying uh with a training captain and they will um just make sure that you're flying safely and you've got a a third guy in the back that's the only difference really and they're just checking everything's going and going safely and then uh, when they think you're up to the up to the standard that you know a safe pilot is then Mm -hmm. then there you go you're technically you you're a first officer and you're good to go is that what where are you at at the moment so i'm at the i'm still on my line training mm-hmm. so i'm still uh, being shown the ropes if you like i can't like i yeah you're so young you're my age <laughs> and you've done so much already like you worked in sorry this is very off topic i guess but you worked in publishing as well before this yeah i did um so i worked for uh, michael joseph mm-hmm. as part of penguin uh, wow. random house which was really good fun actually i was working um on some of the ladybird expert books mm-hmm. and some crime fiction books as well mm-hmm. um why the career really change um i suppose being a pilot was route one for me is what I always wanted to do mm-hmm. well from from when I made that decision before uni um and publishing was kind of plan b mm-hmm. if it didn't work out that's ideally what I wanted to do I've got quite a broad range of interests I like uh writing I've always been an avid reader things like that so either would have worked out um but it just so happened that um the pilot thing worked out for me in the end it's brill so you jumped on it <laughs> um i was reading um about easyjet and the this is just a quote the airline says that it has set a target of that 20 percent of new entrant pilots should be female by 2020 yes like what has your experience been of being a woman in aviation it's been a pretty positive so far mm-hmm. um everything all, all the different airlines are really trying to get women to join yeah. it's it's not that it's a hostile environment for women yeah. it, they it's really they are so welcoming and they really want there to be more women in the industry it uh, just seems to be i mean from my perspective that um there aren't that many role models for women in this i know i was lucky enough to i know one female pilot um and so i thought oh actually yeah i can do this and mm-hmm. i can still you know if i want to get married and have kids and mm-hmm. still uh, have the life that I want to have whereas I think a lot of women just don't really think of it but I yeah I agree I don't think that's true but I also know a few airline hosts what's the word yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are they what's I Cab- don't cabin crew. yeah cabin crew so I don't feel like well maybe it's there's, there's very different lifestyles but I imagine that the lifestyle is very similar so I yeah yeah do you think that 2020 is like a do you think that's achievable? Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. they, they'll probably reach it before then. And clearly the thing that they've put in place here, will, like what is it that like a lot of airlines are doing to kind of reach that goal? Well, um, I can, what I can say is that EasyJet are really um, promoting what they're calling an Amy Johnson initiative. Oh, um, who's Amy Johnson? So Amy Johnson was um, a pilot during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also, she used to be an actress before then. Oh, wow. And uh, she flew in what's called the air transport auxiliary and they would essentially fly airplanes from uh, maintenance or where they've been made 
to the boys on the front line, if you like, and where they were going to go off and fight the enemies. So they ended up flying 40 different types of aeroplane. They sometimes didn't even, uh, hadn't even flown that aeroplane before. Wow. Uh, really cool, actually. Uh, there's, um, yeah, so, so much. Uh, I think they're kind of my personal heroes, really. I would say there's one particular uh, woman from mm-hmm. the from the same band. Um, I'd say is almost an inspiration to me. It's called Lettuce Curtis, mm-hmm. and she was Great the name. first. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, and she had um, was the first woman ever to fly a four engine bomber, and that was in the 40s. Wow. Um, and this is at a time where if they landed the plane. Um, the guys on the ground would come in and say, where's the pilot? And they're like, oh, it was me. Yeah, I, li- I did this. Uh, and they go, no, I don't believe you. And they'd search the airplane until they, they could uh, to find one. Thankfully, it's, <laughs> it's not like that anymore. Um, but yeah, she was really cool. And she got her helicopter license, age 70. Wow. Which I thought was awesome. So um, how did it go from, well... I don't know this is the case, but it feels like like a lot more representation in World War Two. <laughs> uh, and now there's like 4.7% of pilots are like women yeah. in the UK. Um, yeah, that's the kind of average figure at the moment. It is gradually on the rise. Mm-hmm. EasyJet um, are proud to say they've got 6% women. Oh, that's great. Uh, so they got better than the global average, <laughs> if you like, at the moment. Um, that's across the whole airline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is increasing Um they doubled their intake of women last year, which is pretty good. Um, really with this, um, they're using uh, Amy Johnson as like a an inspirational tool and um, getting female pilots to go visit schools and talk to girls and boys really, um, mm-hmm. to tell them what it's like about being a pilot, that it's an accessible career, and um, I suppose pl- plant seeds for people who are interested. Yeah, because I don't even you are the first pilot I've ever met so like I think it's like just a, a general representation thing if there's a there's a shortage it's because I think it seems like this really inaccessible thing to do like for me I think I don't even know how you, well now I know but like, <laughs> yeah. before I had no idea of how you would do it it tends to be um I think that there, there tend to be uh waves of people that that desperately want to be a pilot mm-hmm. i'm sure around the the time that top gun was released there's yeah. probably a massive everyone a said to me people. oh you need to ask about top gun <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen top gun, there are a few people i've met on the uh who are pilots who've not seen top gun mm-hmm. um but everybody's always shocked you pretty much all of us have seen top gun and could quote it word for word <laughs> really is that a, do you think that's really a big like a drive it's to... just an awesome movie it's great. <laughs> it's great so what we're saying is we need to pitch a movie about like pilot well they were trying to do i don't i don't know if it's still being made but top gun 2 was going to have a female pilot in it which was going to be awesome and yes. the new marvel movie coming out oh yeah um captain, captain marvel. marvel yeah she's a female pilot yeah so i saw the trailer i was like yes awesome <laughs> it was so interesting to see if intake goes up like in yeah. the few years like say you ever grew up with captain marvel yeah as so a result that would be so interesting. i hope so Fingers yeah crossed. definitely but... maybe they need to rename a scheme like captain <laughs> marvel. Yeah. um so how do you do you think basically that this scheme is working like have you seen it work i suppose yeah. it's only been in action for a couple of years mm-hmm. um from the figures I've seen, they said since it's happened, since they've started the scheme, the intake has doubled. So that's brilliant. It's pretty good yeah. um, in terms of progress. It's it's certainly working. There's more women applying, mm-hmm. um, and of course, everybody still has to meet the same standards. So there's, if you like, there's no um, prejudice or anything mm-hmm. like that. A lot of people seem to. Some of the boys sometimes worry that they're going to miss out, but that's just not the case at all. Um. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm just, I'm really like loving, <laughs> like knowing more about this. Um, I have just questions about flying in general. Like, what are your hours like? What, like, because for me, I mean, you messaged me yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in this country now. So um, <laughs> I won't fly until now. Then, and I just, yeah, what's the lifestyle like? Like, do you get to travel a lot? I imagine that is such a huge incentive. It is, um, it, it really depends um, where you're based um, and what what your roots are mm-hmm. and a whole number of factors. Um, but I mean, there are so many laws in place to prevent you getting fatigued that you can only do a set number of hours. Yesterday, I went from uh, Liverpool to Berlin and then back, and then I went to Geneva and back. Oh. And so I, I reported for duty at 11. I came back in at just before 10 uh well I got home around that's still quite long in my opinion it's still a long day but you do have breaks and you get meals and then Mm. I'm off for four days um have had two days like that and then I'm off for four days so I've got enough time to recuperate and sometimes you'll only have what we call a two sector day Mm. uh where you just go to say Belfast and back and then you're done just, so, just to pop to Belfast. Yeah, just pop to Belfast and back. It's it's quite cool. Do you get to do, do much travelling, or is it just um, like there and back? Or do you it depends on to? the airline. Mm-hmm. Um, so EasyJet don't tend to mm-hmm. unless um, they're trying to position you out. So say somebody's gone sick over in uh, Berlin and they need mm-hmm. a spare pilot, they might uh, send you over there the night before mm-hmm. uh, so you can have dinner in Berlin if you like, nice. and then um, f- fly it back the next day. Amazing. What's your favourite flying experience been so far? Uh, flying over Nice. Wow. Um, I was uh, just observing that flight, but it is so beautiful there. Mm. Um, it is really gorgeous, the glittering sea, and you've got all the posh boats there. And uh, yeah, it's really lovely. Wow. And it's a quite an interesting approach. You don't go straight in. You have to kind of curve around all of the coastline, and it's, it's a nice view. The actual scene. Yeah. And I actually flew past uh, the um, Paramount Pictures Mountain, Oh, so that's I saw the a actual real mountain. It is. I didn't yeah. know that. Apparently, it's created by the guy that uh, a guy that lives at the bottom of that mountain. Oh, Paramount, I think it's that called. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what have you had any? Obviously, not like close calls, but any kind of rougher flying experiences so far? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, there are so many safety standards in place mm-hmm. uh, with the commercial world. I think um, probably the sketchiest thing I've ever encountered has only ever been when. I've been flying a, a little single engine propeller in, in New Zealand and um, it was a bit, the weather was a bit touch and go and I had to turn around. Um, I was trying to climb over some mountains to get to this beach for my cross country qualifier. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly the clouds started to get a little bit lower and they, I thought, oh, it's fine, I can dip underneath them. And then they just started to get lower and lower and I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to get get through here is, with a safe enough gap between me and the mountains so I had to I was kind of boxed in on three sides and I had to turn around and just like just go back the way I came and go back home if you like and say I'm sorry can I try again tomorrow surely you can't help that though they can't mark you down for... no you can't but you're there thinking oh god we just wasted all that fuel we haven't gone anywhere you've still got to do your exam have you heard any like have your friends got any really like cool stories or um like I was thinking like just in general because it's not like customer service right but like you still have to deal with like annoying like customers yeah you don't think it's um a customer facing role on the face of things but it is I mean Mm -hmm. you still have to do PAs um and you you know do you have a good PA I've tried I've tried can you can you please do (laughs) (laughs) a 
okay. I'll, um... Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your <laughs> first officer, Victoria Bottom, speaking. <laughs> Something like that. That is brilliant. Everybody has a PA voice. Do you feel voice. like, but the, oh, do you practice it? Like, I, you I did it? yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I did practice it. And I had a go at the PA yesterday, so that was, uh, it was all right. I didn't swear on the radio or on the PA, so that's good. <laughs> Hopefully I, I won't swear. That's like my either. biggest. <laughs> you swear. Who do you? <laughs> and what's how is that different? Because um, we've talked about like commercial flights a lot. Like, what is the the kind of other side of it? What does flying privately look like? What does flying in the military look like? Like, yeah, what are the other options other than commercial? Yeah, I suppose there are loads of different um, paths into it. If you're just in- interested in aviation generally mm-hmm. um so that you've got airline flying um there are private jets as well which is flying uh for like hit, celebs yeah if people some people own jets and you're their private pilot and you end up just they the say lewis hamilton uh says yeah i uh, i want to go out to dominica can you fly me there we're probably going to come back this day and you just end up going and having a holiday with them and then they sit aside they don't want to come back for ages so you're just your wow, do you know anyone I did meet one woman who did it. Uh, oh no, do you know? I know somebody else who uh, used to fly a shake around, um, which wow. is pretty cool. It sounds like the life. I think it can be quite inconvenient because yeah. they're in control of your roster, and it's like their your like yeah, their personal life kind of has to yeah. coincide with yours. I suppose it just depends what what you want. If you want to travel, that's a great way to do it, mm. and you've got no fixed route. You can go. Um, you maybe go in one place one day, one place another day. And um, is, does your license work for, or like your qualifications? Work yeah, for? there's a little bit of, um, I suppose, uh, panic in the whole, I suppose, the whole of the UK at the moment about Brexit. Mm-hmm. And of course, oh, that's yeah. come into licensing as well because we've got an EU license. Oh. So what um, EasyJet have done, they've actually been quite proactive with this and they've. Um, had some people uh, get Austrian licenses and some people keep their UK licenses. So mine's EU and also UK. So when we leave Brexit, I'll be uh, UK. And so I'll be safe in that regard. But it's uh, there are a few laws of where you can fly to and from. But How do you think Brexit will change the kind of aviation world? Actually, when this goes out, this might be after Brexit. So it might be. Maybe we'll have to follow up. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, there's, um, if you like, a gentleman's agreement at the moment that there's going to be a um, a period uh, where the, the EU licences will still be valid until revalidation and things like that. I'm not too sure on the particularities of it. There's so much in there. But um, various different airlines have taken different precautions. I imagine the day before Brexit, flights are going to be extremely busy. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> or just the day off. We'll see. Well, I suppose we'll all find out. I think it'll end up, you know, in a couple of years' time mm-hmm. where, you know, nothing will probably have changed and it would have been a lot of paperwork. That sounds like I've got them. What? What is the kind of career tra- trajectory of, um, like, what are you looking at right now? What's the goal? Uh, for me, yeah. Um, I'm happy where I am at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I mean, getting, you've achieved, getting, I don't want to push you. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. Um, I want to eventually uh, just, yep, yeah, uh, continue on the line mm. and pass that, and um, go up through the ranks. Hopefully, be a, be a captain one day, uh, which would be nice. What do you kind of have to do? Just kind of stay there, keep working hard to do that, or are there other like exams? Any kind? You of will have to do. There are other exams. It's one of those professions where you do have quite a few tests coming up. Yeah. Uh, 
and every six months you have to go back in the simulator and prove you can do all the dangerous stuff if you need to mm-hmm. uh, or so recover from the dangerous stuff if you like um but yeah it, it's with easyjet it, it can be anything from five to six years uh, to get a command whereas if you're in a bigger airline um particularly some of the longer long-haul airlines it can take up to 15 years plus to get a command wow which can be frustrating so it depends again what you want to do whether you want to go and um tell everybody what the where the best sandwiches are in new york or whether you want to see all of europe and know every different airport and what all the different mountains look like is there much like um are there much is there much crossover between it like will you do many people kind of swap between them or is it that now you kind of have to make that decision um a lot of people do um swap at various different points in their career um some so uh, some airlines do both short haul and long haul mm-hmm. but they are uh, on different airplanes for obvious reasons so one's got a bigger fuel tank so you can get the get the whole way if you like mm-hmm. um and so some companies will offer you the chance to to change your airplane type that you are rated on mm-hmm. so at the moment i can only fly the a320 family mm-hmm. uh, whereas if i wanted to to fly a jumbo for example i'd have to do another i have to switch an airline for instance because we don't have any of those yet <laughs> and then i'd have to um sit a few exams to actually um get rated on that particular airplane interesting um uh what's the like community of women been like in like pilots like do you have facebook groups or like <laughs> have you had much support is there like mentoring schemes what's that like yeah um well there's uh the british women's pilots association mm-hmm. um and they're actually backing the amy johnson scheme so they've been uh, sponsoring a cadet to go well a couple of cadets to go through um every year and that scheme's still open i believe great uh so again um giving access to people that might not financially have been able to have pursued this career before now uh, has been great and they do meetings and general aviation um, meetings where you can bring your plane over and go fly or if you want just speak to other experienced female pilots and that was set up by uh, the same group of women that Amy Johnson belonged to oh that's brilliant yeah so um, uh, there's a couple of them still knocking around um, which is quite cool and there's also uh, I've various mentors from EasyJet I've uh, just been appointed a mentor who oh. I'm going to be out for coffee with in a couple of weeks that's so, so great so nice. are they on the course that you did and yeah the, so they're just later on in the in the process if you like oh that's is, really lovely which is nice so like, yeah I was going to ask like are you how do you see yourself kind of passing on like all of this but yeah that, I, I guess I'm really uh, keen and like you know women supporting women mm. I really um if anyone tells me that they are thinking about it as a career, I'm like, great, let's sit down, let's let's talk <laughs> about it. I'll talk you through the whole way. I've had some of my friends have said, oh, I've seen you've done this. Um, I'm th- going to do an interview. Can you help me? And I'm yeah, happy to chat about that sort of thing. I'd really like to go back to my uh, school. I went to an all-girls school as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and, you know, uh, maybe talk to the, to the kids there and say, hey, this is an option for you. I remember... Um, when I was at school, it was not even something that was really mentioned to I me. I had like no career days at mine, but like especially yeah. Not it's like, any... oh, do you want to be a lawyer or do you want to go into uh, media? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Or a doctor. You're like, oh, also, well, how are you supposed to sure. like know that? Like, obviously, you're not expecting kids to make the decision, but like yeah. just knowing that it's a thing would be great. Yeah, like, yeah. just like considering it. Yeah. I remember they made us do this uh, test of what do you want to be when you're older, and I got like 
pet therapist or something. It's like, well, I didn't know what that pet therapy was a thing, so that was good. <laughs> Do you think if you hadn't had family in aviation that like your route would have been like a bit more different? Like you just would have known a whole lot less about it and it would have seemed less accessible. It may well have done. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's hard to know really. Yeah. Um, it has been great for me because I've been able to ask loads of questions and things like that. Yeah, and, and like relate and yeah. yeah. They've all they've all flown different types of airplanes as well, which was cool. And um, I did have a, a a really cute moment where when I was training uh, with L three, I met uh, the trainer who trained my dad oh, over wow. twenty five years ago. That must be wild well, for him. Yeah, it, it was. I don't. He he's doing great. He's such a nice guy, mm-hmm. and he then trained me and did a lesson with me. I just thought, what a nice little circle yeah. of life that is. That's cool nice little moment also why have you not retired (laughs) (laughs) um and have you got anything i noticed that you've got things that you wanted to speak about is there anything that like you would like to put out there or anything that you would like to say about to anyone considering the profession yeah i would say that the most important thing is confidence and Mm -hmm. uh tenacity just don't give up if you are if you fall at the first hurdle if you know you don't pass it the first time keep going try again because it is difficult it's it's a difficult course but it's so rewarding and every time you're up in the clouds and you see the sun poking through and you've got this pink and purple washed sky it is just so awe-inspiring and I can't really describe the feeling and it's so worth it and you know nobody's gonna look at you and any differently because you tried once twice three times most people do mm-hmm. um and it's what makes you better in the end because when things do get difficult you're you're still going to be persevering and that's i think something that's useful for everyone as long as you believe in what you're doing yeah keep going and everybody else will believe too that's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) and so inspiring i did have um yeah, there's there's one woman that I met. I had a, f- a female instructor a while back, and she she was saying, "Look, you've really got to stop beating yourself up so much." I've read somewhere that um, a lot of one of the suspected reasons that women don't get so high up in the business side of the world mm-hmm. is because they don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. Unless they're absolutely perfect, they don't think they're good enough, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Be confident enough. Uh, you half the half the time you know exactly what you're doing. You know what you're doing is hundred percent right, mm-hmm. but you go. Oh, I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna maybe push this button no push that button you know you've got to push that button you do it you need them to do something you tell them to do it and sometimes they tell you off for being too nice they say if you want something do it just say it and do it um so that's what I would I would say stand your ground and do what you want that's such brilliant advice (laughs) are we okay to wrap it up there yeah amazing thank you so much for coming on and thank you no you've been really inspiring and we'll post links to all of the things that you've been talking about um yeah and can we follow you anywhere or have you got any kind of yeah i'm on instagram uh my uh my tag is a, a pun on uh, an airplane part it's static wit instead of static wick which is a little uh cable on the back of an airplane that discharges electricity okay. always on brand it's the english literature coming in there i've got to have some puns in there Brilliant. Right, we'll follow you on that and um, like good luck in your career and everything. And now I'm going to be stalking you like mad. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. (laughs)